Welcome to the Serendipitous Rebel Podcast. I'm Wendy. And I'm Crystal. This podcast is for the adventure-loving, purpose-driven, action-minded, authentic, and rebellious entrepreneurs. Just like us. And just like you, we are trying to figure shit out. So join us as we talk about business and life and everything in between. everybody and welcome to the next episode of serendipitous rebel hi i'm wendy and i am here with crystal hey today we're going to talk about an article that we recently read that was in business insider about businesses and how easy it is right now to be a solopreneur i think that there's a lot to say to that i think we both think that there's a lot to say (laughs) But whenever you say things like easiest, it sort of also makes me run for the hills. Basically, the article is saying that it's such a great time right now to be a solopreneur, that a great time to capture your skills and put them out there under your own shingle. They did talk about being a virtual assistant, financial advising, digital marketing. And I think that there's a lot of opportunities that run the gamut of whether it's professional services, personal services. I think it's a wonderful time to be a solopreneur, uh, an entrepreneur. So it's funny because you said, when you hear the words easy, you run for the hills. And I think the same thing, because when I think of somebody saying now's the best time to do something, it's like trying to tell someone when is the best time to have a baby? (laughs) I can't answer that for you. Like there is no such thing as the perfect time. But I think what was great about this article was it was basically talking about taking the abilities and the skills that you have and can you translate them into an entrepreneurial career where you can be a service provider, you can do things, but not under the umbrella of an existing corporation. Can you go out and do that on your own? Mm -hmm. And that is a super interesting idea. And I think now with, COVID completely turned the world topsy-turvy. We do business differently now. People had a taste of working from home and some people really loved it. Some people really hated it, but a lot of the people that really liked that ability and that flexibility and, you know, are super jealous of people like you and I that just work in yoga pants all day, (laughs) they're ready to jump in. What would you say to a person who was like, Hey, I think I'm ready to quit my nine to five and go into entrepreneurship. And I read this article and we'll link to the article in the show notes, guys. But I've I've read this article and it says now is a great time to go do it. And these are the easiest things to do. What say you? There is a lower barrier to entry these days. It is easy to become incorporated in most states. It's easy to set up a website to become professional. I say that somewhat with quotes. It's very simple. It doesn't take the huge budget for marketing or the huge budget for, I mean, technology can be expensive, but there's companies, there's solopreneurs out there (laughs) who can help anyone start a business. So I think that in that regard, it's very accessible. And I absolutely love that. 
Now, if someone were to say, you know, I'm going to quit my nine to five today, the fact is it always requires ramp up. It always requires time unless you are consulting and you have clients already lined up when you leave your job, you have the ability to do that. Or you're leaving your job and your former employer is now one of your clients. It does take time to ramp up. I think the amount of time, well, it depends on a lot of factors. It depends on what you're looking to do, how you can find your clients, a little bit of luck. Yeah. (laughs) is mixed up in that as well. And what is it that you're looking to sell? Is it a serve? Is it a, a personal service? Is it a professional services service? And there's a lot of opportunities to mix and mingle and network online that never was available in the past. What says you? I would say cautiously stick your foot in the pool. I would say there's a caution to it. Have a plan available you know, we talk, we talk a lot about runways, know at what point do you, you fly or do you <laughs> pull back to the gate and how <laughs> much money looking to make, how much money do you have saved? Do you have a health insurance? Okay. You know, do you have a business plan? Ex- exactly. 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 Knowing that it doesn't have to be the one of those huge business plans that banks require for massive funding, but you have to know what you want to do. You have to have a basic understanding of what it is. I agree. So, I mean, so when Wendy and I started up Serendipitous Rebel, we did it and we had a journey where we have had other businesses before and have entered in other business endeavors before. So we were able to take a lot of maybe the mistakes that we've made or, and some of the good things we did in the past and kind of mesh the best of both worlds together. When we started this program, what I see a lot of people do though, is they say, I want to go open up a business. Okay. Well, that's great. But I think that they're not thinking through exactly what Wendy had said. You need to think through what kind of capital do you have to start out with? What's your runway with that capital? How much money do you want to make to sustain the lifestyle that you want? And I think that's a really big starting off point because a lot of people think, well, I want to make six figures. I want to have a lot of freedom and flexibility in my lifestyle. Well, in order to make six figures, you really need to not make a hundred thousand a year. You need to make like 175 to $200,000 a year because there are a lot of operating expenses that go with your business. And if you want that freedom and flexibility that so many people talk about, well, you need to hire a team and that costs money. And then there are things that you might want to do as a business owner, but maybe you have knowledge gaps. So maybe you are a really brilliant coach and you're great at coaching the thing that you know how to coach. So I'm thinking about working with a divorce coach right now. So she's a brilliant in her niche, in her world, but she doesn't know anything about marketing. So she has to hire someone like me to help her out with setting up her marketing strategies and setting up her marketing tools and stringing them all together. Maybe your brilliance is not social media management. So you know, you're going to have to hire somebody to do that. So asking those questions, that's why we kind of bulk at that idea of, is it easy to start? Well, yeah, I mean, it's easy to like get the LLC and it's easy to fill out the paperwork and incorporate yourself or get your business license and do what you need to do to register yourself properly. Anybody can slap up a one-page website. You can open up a business Facebook page. 
that's all the easy part. It's the getting clients part and then managing your business part. That's the hard part. And I, that's hard for anybody, guys. I, I hate to break that too. None of that comes easy to everyone or anyone. That's exactly right. Some people also look to start a side hustle. They don't actually pull the trigger on their current job until mm -hmm. have clients and everything lined up. I've had side hustles in my life. We'll say that when asked about at what point do you quit that job? The answer is, again, one of those very personal answers mm -hmm. in that it could be you fall into comfort. So the side hustle never really becomes what you want it to be in terms of being a self-sustaining, existing full-time business. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes you have to pull the trigger just in order to really shoot out. Wow, this is so many different what is analogies I'm throwing out there. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I think these are things that that take soul searching. I would say from a comfort, if you have if you're feeding mouths and have a lot of expenses that must be covered, then starting a side hustle and seeing where it goes while still having the comfort and the safety of an existing job is really not a bad idea at all. No, and yeah. And if you can say, well, when I hit a cer certain figure, say, and it's a, a figure that I can sustain for X amount of time, then you can have that resignation letter ready to go. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. I, well, I think you bring up an interesting point too, because I think that there's a fear factor here. You are taking a risk when you open up your own business and you go into solopreneurship or entrepreneurship in general. It is a risk. And it is investing money and time, the money we can get back, the time we can. Mm -hmm. So you can invest money and time into something. You're kind of like hoping for the best. Now, if you're a smart business owner, you're strategic about some of it. So, you know, when Wendy and I sat down for, again, for this business, it was looking at how much money do we want to make? What is it that we're wanting to get out of it? Mm -hmm. What are our goals? How much do we want to work a week? And then finding out if those things are in alignment, because yeah. I think a lot of people say, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I use that six figure right now. Seven figures is super popular too, right now to tote, but I want to make a hundred thousand dollars and I only work 20 hours a week. Well, sure. Maybe you do in year seven but you're probably not going to sustain that hours put in. You're not going to sustain that input and maintain that output. Again, unless you have a ton of capital to invest in the front end on hiring some help, getting systems set up, getting all the things you want to do. Maybe you have a partner like Wendy and I do that allows you to work a little bit less, but I don't feel like we work like that much less at the beginning of this, even with a partnership. If you have that ability, then yeah, now's a great time to get doing it. But the other side of that though is too, is that if you do have skills that can be translated into a business, maybe you're, you are a financial planner. Maybe you're a great virtual assistant. Maybe you are great at social media. Maybe you want to be a business coach, like what Wendy and I do. Yeah. The barrier to entry is super low, can be a good thing and a bad thing. But if you have some solid skills to back them up, it's a great time to enter in the industry because like I said, everything is kind of topsy-turvy. There's this huge shift in online business right now in how we do things. And if you could kind of get on the forefront of that, it is a really cool time to be online and be in the industry. It's really exciting. We see a lot of people do 
some really cool stuff, but we just want everybody to kind of take that easy part with a grain of salt. Exactly. Exactly. And I think one of the things, especially that you said is, you know, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. Is that your actual revenue? Is that the amount of money that most people, Oh, I made a hundred thousand dollars. Well, look at your expenses. One of the things that when we're doing coaching uh, is really, what is your end result is not necessarily at the end of a month or end of even six months, but what is it that you want to achieve, say year one, year three, year five, that kind of thing. If it is, oh, I want to, I want to, I want hundred thousand dollars in my personal bank account. Okay. Then the likelihood is you're making a lot more than that. And you have to plan accordingly. I think that one of the things that entrepreneurs tend not to do because we're visionaries, we are, you know, we're, we're out, we don't necessarily, we're not necessarily implementers. You don't know me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we, luckily we, we managed to, you know, in, in our case, it's like, we got to get this done. <laughs> and we both are like, we procrastinate a little more. Anyway, uh, I dig- again, you don't know me. Yeah. But it's really so important to know what you ultimately want be anything. And it could be, you know, I want to build clients and I want to consult because I want to get back into a high level company, whatever it is that you want. It's making sure that you're on the right path to achieve that. And without Mm -hmm. looking at shiny objects, without looking at all the other things that will, oh, that's a whole other podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think it's a terrific, terrific time. And with the way employment is right now, companies will look outside to fill holes and they'll try to be, and they will need to be as creative as possible just because of the way the job market is really, it's a good time. If somebody wanted to do that, we're working with clients right now who, like you said, we're kind of asking them like, what's the end goal? How are we going to backwards plan that? And how do you kind of work through that? Because like Wendy said, a lot of people say, I want to make six figures and that's a noble goal. And let's be honest with the state of the world right now, you damn near need to make that just to like do (laughs) anything. (laughs) It feels like to buy a house, to do anything that you want to do. So actually, I guess I have two questions for you because I know we've talked about, we've talked about this instance where we've had, like, we, we knew somebody who had these goals, but, and you've been there too, because you were a single mom, Mm going to be a single mom. I need to make a lot of money but I want to work from home. We've talked about this, about how, you know, we do, you do have to kind of balance again, your priorities, your responsibilities, and then what you want. And it all has to kind of come into alignment because there's a lot of things to factor in this entrepreneurship world. Like you said, I can make a hundred thousand dollars, but out of that, I need to pay my taxes. I need to pay the people that I hire to get things done. I have to buy Mm -hmm. medical insurance, all of those other things. So what would you say to that person? The first thing is to really sit down again and look at what your long-term goals are. It's almost like you start with being a single mom, you need flexibility. You need, you know, it's a give and take. It's really, I think, also as simple as having a really good handle on your money situation to begin with. Mm. How much money do I spend on childcare? How much, you know, all sorts of things. Also understanding, and again, this is like, probably another podcast is that it can be hard depending on the age of your kids to work from home as well. 
we've gotten to the point, which I think is really good, that it's okay to have your dog walk through Zoom call or, oh, I hear my baby crying in the background. It can be really hard to get work done with all the, uh, the peripheral things going on. So sometimes I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I have two young ones and you may need to put them in, in daycare or continue mm-hmm. the daycare in order to still get things done. So, I mean, there's a lot of variables and it's really having a good handle on one. You have to know what your priorities are too. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic to have the independence, to have all these things. But if healthcare is your number one priority and you find out that you have a job and they provide it and getting it on your own is not quite that simple. It may not be. In some, in some cases, it's just as simple or more so. It's, it's knowing really what your priorities are in, and what your needs are. In that regard, I went the side hustle approach. Would I have done it that way again? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. The world has changed so much in the past few years and the job market has become so there's, there's no, people can't hire people. And in that regard, I think that it becomes easy. It becomes easier, I think, to find clients or to even work with even your current, you know, you want a job work, try to negotiate options with your current employer. And what I love about the world today is there's so many different options and opportunities yeah. out there. And I think it's so fabulous. Yeah. And I love talking about ways in which you really can spread your wings mm-hmm. and really do what it is that lights your fire. And so I don't mean to be a poop, or poo-poo <laughs> um, being an entrepreneur because it is wonderful. It's just really having a good understanding of a realistic understanding of where you are, what you want, and then going for it if it works. Yeah, it can be a really great pivot if you're purposeful. That was really good. <laughs> Sometimes I have my moments. Yeah. Oh, I really like that. <laughs> sometimes I have a sometimes I have my moments. I think that's it guys. I think if you're going to do it, and like I said, we're going to link to this in the show notes. So the, the name of the article was the easiest businesses to start right now as a solopreneur. And it was a really interesting article and it really got us thinking. And so we just knew we had to hop on here and do a podcast on it. If you guys are interested in starting a business right now as a solopreneur, if you are, have been thinking about that, but have any questions, we invite you to join our Rebel on the Go Facebook group, where we talk all things entrepreneurial and all of the questions that people might have in their purposeful pivoting journey. Join us there. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. Only if you liked it. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself. You can learn more about our upcoming masterminding opportunities on our website at serendipitousrebel.com. And if you have topics you'd like to hear about, be sure to submit them on our website or DM us on social media. Hey, see you next week. Bye. Bye.